Welcome to the What Wild Women Want podcast. I'm Rachel Rose, your personal, certified, feminine awakening coach, energy healer, and intuitive reader. This is a weekly show where women are empowered to unapologetically activate their goddess mode and reclaim their birthright to love, freedom, happiness, and abundance. This is a shrinking violet free zone, guys. Get ready for raw, open, and absolutely necessary conversations to supercharge your self-love journey. I love you. You are worth it. Let's get started. Welcome back to the What Wild Women Want podcast. And I'm your host, Rachel Rose. When I mention the year 2020, there are so many varied reactions from people. It goes without saying that the theme of loss played a tremendous role in all of our lives. Whether that be the loss of the freedom we once had, the loss of a loved one, or in the case of my next guest, the loss of a job. Did that stop her though? Absolutely not. Today we are here with the beautiful Erin Ramsey, creator of the You're Such a Catch podcast. Guys, this woman is the definition of an alchemist. She went from being single and out of a job to building a thriving business, being featured in Podcast Magazine, not to mention I'm proud to say that she's now one of my very good friends and also she's a YATM alumni member, more on that later, and she has been manifesting like wildfire ever since completing the program. Welcome, Erin. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, you've been such a huge part of my journey and hearing that all that back, I'm just like, oh, it kind of like makes me emotional. (laughs) It does in a good way. way. I'm so glad we met. And it's just it's crazy how we did meet, which I'm sure we'll dive into when we talk about your amazing story, because here you are, you're published in magazines now, like you're doing collabs, you're being sponsored. Let's just wind back to when we were back in, you know, the year 2020 and COVID hit and you were in a completely different time of your life. So talk to us about what you were doing because you were not doing this. I was not. Well, <laughs> I was doing it to a degree, but as a passion project, basically. Um, right. So, yeah. So, I mean, I graduated from college. I had my degree in human environmental sciences. I had a concentration in fashion merchandising and a minor in business. Had no idea what I wanted to do with that. And I actually, I don't know, I think we talked about this. I studied abroad in London. So, yes. that was like my favorite experience from, from college, you know, was getting to go abroad. And I'm so glad I had that um, time and also got to be cultured. And um, so, you know, coming out of college, there's all this pressure to find this, you know, fantastic job because one, I wanted to stay in Southern California. And two, you know, I just invested four years of my life and quite a bit of money in myself. And I'm like, okay, you know, I should have this golden opportunity waiting for me. And that didn't really happen. And so because I wanted to stay in Southern California, you know, talking to my folks, they're like, either you can come back home or you can get a job, you know, that can (laughs) afford you that lifestyle. And so um, my uncle was getting ready to go purchase a car. And he said, why don't you come with me, Erin? 
I, I know a guy and this guy is looking for an executive assistant and I think you'd be a good fit. So I go with him and Rachel. I am like not dressed for an interview. I am wearing like <laughs> jeans and a white t-shirt. And we go to lunch and I, I know you guys don't have this over there, but like I'm sure you've heard of In-N-Out. Yeah, Denver. of course. We're obsessed. <laughs> You're obsessed. They did a pop-up store in London and the whole city went fucking bonkers for In-N-Out. Apparently it's that good. Mm. Okay, yeah. And I'll fly over to LA just for the burger. Oh man, that's hilarious. Okay, yeah, my small town too. Like they had to have cops mining the parking lot because there was so much traffic (laughs) due to the In-N-Out. But anyways, I digress. We uh, we went to lunch at In-N-Out, and I took one bite out of my double-double, Rachel, and it went bloop, bloop, right onto my white T-shirt. And I thought, <laughs> I'm never going to hear from this man again. You know what I mean? It was just, it was just a comedy of errors, okay? But that Monday morning, I opened up my email, and this man was like, you'd be a great fit. And, and so it goes. He hired me. And I started my journey in the car business. I started off as an executive assistant. I you know, morphed my way into marketing and then I saw a need for this department. And so basically I went home one weekend and wrote a business plan because my boss at the time said, Aaron, you can't have that role. You've never done X, Y, Z. And I said, okay. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I went, mm-hmm. so I went home, wrote a business plan and presented it to him and he said okay i'll give you 30 days and 30 days turned into seven years and then i won an award and i got um 40 under 40 in automotive news so that was huge and after that my phone started to ring and then i got this job opportunity and at that time rachel i don't know if we've talked about this before but i had made a list of everything i wanted in a job and my, mm. my mentor in the car business had told me, he's like, I don't care if you want to look out your window and you want to see a palm tree, you write that down, right? So I made this list. It, it's, I have the notebook. It's in, it was in a, a spiral yellow notebook. And for some reason, I don't know why, Rachel, I put it in my pantry. <laughs> I put the list <laughs> that in that my- magical pantry, <laughs> it has had superpowers for a while, though. I'm, I'm not going to hate on it. I'm not going to hate on that pantry. (laughs) So I put it in the pantry and then lo and behold, one day I get a phone call and I get this massive job opportunity and I go to the pantry, dig out that notebook and every single thing that I had written down was in this job. And so I took that job and I was thriving in that job. I did it for... Uh, almost seven years. I was traveling all around the United States. I covered 32 states. So if you can imagine, wow. I was in and out of airports, That's hotels. The whole country. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I hardly spent any time in my home. Um, it was very hard to date because somebody would ask me out and I would say, well, how's three weeks from Tuesday? You know, because <laughs> that's when I was going to be back in town or whatever. And I was thriving in my career. I didn't necessarily love it um, because, you know, there's a lot of masculine energy in the automotive space. Mm -hmm. If you can imagine, so most of my teammates, all men, I remember being in a conference room in Chicago and we were doing introductions and um, and and these were with my colleagues, right? And it got to my turn and I introduced myself and I I hadn't recognized when we were all sitting down, but when it was my turn to stand up, 
I looked around the room and I was like, oh my gosh, it's me and 49 men. You know, that was that was my environment. That was my reality. And then right. most of my clients were all men as well. And I just thought to myself, you know, I'm good at this for some reason. Like I'm good at sales and I'm and I'm good at building rapport and, you know, telling a story and and painting a vision. But like my bucket wasn't really feeling full. Right. Got you. And um, and then the pandemic hit and then it was, you know, the Nobody knew what was going to happen to the car business because nobody was mm-hmm. going anywhere. We right. were all... Where are you going to go? In your garden? You know? <laughs> yeah, contract. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so like the need to purchase a vehicle was nil. But why? Mm-hmm. Why do you... I mean, most people were kind of going, okay, you know, I'm losing my job. I've got a car payment due you know, in our household, do we really need two cars or can we get right. one or do we need a car at all? And I, you know, I mean, it was just such a different time. And so my company who is the biggest, you know, player in the space mm-hmm. made a decision to lay off 15,000 people. And God. when that happened, I thought to myself, I mean, I was watching it in you know in waves mm. but i never thought that i would be on that list and the, and the reason i thought that was because i was a producer i w- i was right. selling you know i mean at one point in time i think it was number 2 in the country you know president's oh award you know i i was doing well and typically when you produce they want to keep you around and of course. during the pandemic what i learned was i could execute my job from my kitchen table and mm-hmm. I was doing that. I, uh, instead of, you know, being in and out of hotels and there's obviously an expense with all of that and traveling all around and entertaining folks, I was selling from my kitchen table. I was working probably 12, you know, at least 12 to 14 hours a day, but oh I was God. executing. So my last three months with the company, I was 200% of goal in uh, June, I was 185% of goal in July, and I was 150% of goal in August. And then I got laid off. And so if you can imagine my surprise and, yeah. and just processing that all. Because it's just like you didn't just, you know, meet your objectives. You, like, hit it out of the park multiple times. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as you know, I'm sure you're going to reveal when the universe, spirit or God has a plan for you, it really doesn't matter what you're doing. (laughs) You will just be picked out and dropped into where you're supposed to be. Yeah, I could not agree more. And I think for me, um, what I've realized in hindsight is I probably never would have left or not left, you know, um, as quickly as I would have liked because there was no reason mm-hmm. to, you know, uh, I, I loved my coworkers. Like I said, I, I enjoyed what I was doing. I just didn't feel as if I was being fulfilled, you know, like right. my, my, um, God given talents and, and, you know, some of my strengths and that creativity that I have, I wasn't able to really hone in on. Mm-hmm. So, I had the opportunity to reapply and you, you had about 48 hours, I think, you know, to kind of like make that decision for your own job again to be like, this is why I'm worthy. Well, for, let's see, how do I put this politely? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was basically like reapplying for my same position, but at a lesser, you know, 
What's the incentive yeah. of that? Ex- well, no. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no. But, you know, during that time also, you know, there was so much outside noise coming in you know we didn't know what was going on and 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 what i realized as my entire team got wiped out so it wasn't like i was an isolated you know i mean fifteen thousand of us but my entire team you know got wiped out and i realized also and you know this is this is something that it's just the time of the life my life you know that i was in but a lot of people had families, you know, to consider. They had a spouse, you know, to worry about. They had children that they needed to make sure, you know, they had a roof over their head for their family or insurance or whatever the case may be. And like in that moment, I had a decision to make, but it was just for me. So it was a lot easier, I think, to go, okay, you know, process my emotions, go through that hurt, go through that heartache, go through that betrayal. So there was moments where I was like angry. And then there was moments where I was like really sad. Like I remember waking up at like two in the morning in tears, like, you know, just Mm. out of a dead sleep being like, whoa, this is your life. But then also realizing I had um, journaled at the beginning of, um, I guess it was the beginning of January, 2020. I had journaled and I had read this book, um, hashtag future boards by Sarah Centrella. And have you you read it? No, No. sounds good. Okay. I'll send you, I'll send you the link because you need to share it with everybody. (laughs) Oh God. Okay. I might even drop it in the show notes as well. So we can all enjoy. Awesome. It's so good. Um, it, and it has all these homework assignments in it, okay? And mm-hmm. the the only way you're going to get the benefit out of the book is if you actually do the work. But the work okay. is beautiful. And you do have to, you know, maybe revisit sometimes in your life uh, in which, you know, they might have been challenging or you might have gone through some adversity. But the exercises basically bring you to a point then where you start to dream up your future. And so mm. one of the assignments in there was to write about where you where you see yourself in five years and so it dawned on me Aaron go get your go get your journal read through you know because that was in a different different emotional place right like Mm -hmm. go read through your your homework and I did and I was like whoa my corporate job did not exist in my five-year plan and so that was all the validation I needed to be like Mm -hmm nope, you're not reapplying. You're taking the severance and you, you know, just follow what the, where the universe wants you to go. So. But it's just so telling, isn't it? You know, once we're honest with ourselves and we're like, oh, actually, when I don't have all this noise in my head, this is what Mm -hmm. my heart says rather than what's, you know, whatever I think I should be putting down. How Mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So that's basically what gave me the strength and the courage to, you know, press on and kind of lose that identity because for 16 years of my life, I was, you know, Aaron who excelled in the automotive space, Aaron mm-hmm. who visited car dealerships and traveled all around, you know, the United States, like doing this role, you know, checking mm-hmm. these boxes. And as much as I was earning a living and a, and a good one, I wasn't living my life. You know, right. I was living for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's been one of the biggest lessons is time is our most precious gift. And here I was just, you know, burning through it for right. what, you know? And exactly. when you, 
when you are, you know, making money and you're able to afford these things and you have nobody to share them with, it's really unfortunate, right? Yes. Yes. hundred percent. You re- yeah, you really touched on a nerve there because I remember feeling exactly the same, like, oh, you know, everything's flooding in, but well, who do I share this with? You know, there's mm-hmm. only, I say there's only so much you can, you know, buy in terms of material stuff. I mean, you know, if someone wants to you know, throw some extra cash, that's great. You know, I'd love a shopping spree right now. But when you <laughs> haven't, <laughs> when you haven't got your soulmate um, and, you know, you're on the holiday, I remember going to Bali. I remember, yeah, specifically being in Bali and booking all these really nice places. And there was a huge, like, walk-in shower. And I was like, oh, this is really romantic for one. <laughs> Right. So yeah, I 100% hear you with that. So um, yeah. So okay, so you got the reality that you were not going to be kept on. Um, So then what happened next? Yeah, I mean, so about that time, I think you were launching your program. Mm -hmm. And you had reached out to me. And you, you know, thought, I'd be a good fit. And Mm -hmm. you asked me, what two things do you want to work on, Erin? And I was like, career and love. And you're like, all right, let's do it. And so, I mean, and so it goes. So, you know, you, you got me into a much better headspace. Because I think, you know, you you did. I mean, (laughs) you absolutely did. I mean, I, I loved our time together. It was very Mm -hmm. special. It was at a very vulnerable time of my life. And Mm -hmm. so when I felt like nobody else understood where I was, you know, because this was not a favorable decision, you know, from my folks, you know, who worked the same job for 35 years till they retired. Yeah. Um, You know, and I had a lot of friends in the car space too that we're kind of like, what are you doing, Erin? Why Why are you, you know, throwing away 16 years? You know, d- just stick it out and, and you hit your pension or, you, you know, like all these things that... <laughs> the typical paradigm, like they drill into us. Yeah, it's the only way. It's the only way. You know, it's not true. And, and I think too, you know, that's kind of how I grew up was like, this is the only way. Um, and so to have this time with you... To kind of just, you know, go through my emotions, Mm -hmm. but then to also like really dive in and hone in on like, what does Aaron, what, what, you know, feels, what does fill my bucket? Like, what do I feel Mm -hmm. passionate about? And I think for me, what I realized is I really enjoy helping people. Mm-hmm. And I really, although I, I mean, it's funny. My mom just said the other day, she's like, you went from being a little shy girl to like sharing your life like an open book, which is so funny because I don't ever remember being shy. I can't even imagine you shy. That sounds right? like crazy to me because you I just know. radiate this confidence. I'm just like, maybe in a next life I'll be from LA. Uh, there's something in the water over there. <laughs> Because honestly, yeah, you you give me so much life and so much energy. So uh, that really shocks me. Oh, well, thank you. That is such a nice compliment. I am uh, (laughs) right here. But yeah, when she said that, I was like, oh, like, I don't know where that strength came from. But I think what I've learned, like, as I was doing my podcast as a passion project is sometimes the hard things that we don't want to talk about you know, just me doing it, not only was it therapeutic for myself, but Mm -hmm. also when I got somebody's, you know, (laughs) you know, long, lengthy email 
about how that episode touched them or how it made them feel better about their situation. Like they were less alone or it gave them hope or, you know, strength or whatever the case may be. I was like, oh, that's my calling. That's this is why I'm do. doing this. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Um, and so I think having that realization and I think you can speak to this as well. Like, you know, having worked with me, but like, I'm a very self-reflective person. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You were, you were so textbook good student that it was brilliant. <laughs> you were really able to adapt to a lot of things. And the great thing is, you know, even when there were suggestions where it's like, Hmm, I haven't thought of it this way, but I'm going to try anyway, which was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Right. And I think too, I recognized how much you were pouring into us. I mean, not only oh. in just the one-on-one sessions, but also in the group sessions. And, mm-hmm. and to me, again, going back to time, like time is that most precious gift and you weren't showing up to me low energy or just kind of like, let's get through this. You were showing up for me as if it was your main event of the day and you were bringing such energy and love and, and focus and direction. And I was like, okay, I'm going to match that. And I'm going to get the most out of this. And I think that again, was just such a beautiful moment because had I not have had you to help me, right? And and again, we don't, we didn't know each other very well at that no. point. We were, we were getting to know each other a little bit better, you know, as the layers were coming, you know, peeling back and I was mm-hmm. sharing more, but I don't know that I would be in the place I am. To, I, I wouldn't be, let's just be honest. I wouldn't be oh, where I am. You know? Guys, I, I have mean, not given her a script. This is not no. planned. <laughs> And if you did, I would have jacked it all up. <laughs> I'm terrible scripted. Oh. Let's just be honest. So, yeah, I mean, I, I am much better off the cuff. And, um, and no, I, I speak from the heart, though, Rachel. I, I do. I speak from the heart. And I really appreciate what you did. And, and it's funny because I don't mean to skip ahead and stop me. But I fought so hard against coaching. Like I, re- I remember trying to figure yes. out where my business was going to go and how I was going to monetize because as much as I love podcasting and just having that platform, I'm like, okay, well, you also need to pay the bills, Aaron. So, <laughs> you know, I kept, people kept telling me, be a coach, be a coach, be a coach. And I was like, no, I don't want to do it because, you know, they were seeing dating coach and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, no? and, and I have, I have very strong opinions. <laughs> And I remember, you know, our mutual friend Cash was like, ooh, yes. you have like a visceral reaction with the word like, you know, dating coach. And I was like, ew, I do. But at the end of the day, what I realized is, yeah, I don't want to coach somebody necessarily about dating specifically. But what I would love to do is do what you did for me, which is oh. help me realize, you know, all the opportunity that I have helped me, you know, you helped me figure out like so many things like internally just to bring out my, my talents and my skill set, and to believe in myself and to open my mind to possibilities and just come from this like place of abundance. And like, if I can do that for somebody else and pay it forward, then girl, I mean, yes. Oh, you're the perfect person for this. And it's just amazing. Like, I know we went through, well, we're still in a pandemic, but it was a crazy year, but there were so many blessings like this, like people bursting open, you know, you really connecting with your true self as well. And I think that's, that's really beautiful and definitely needs to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know what? I did not even know that you were going down this path. So this is your new direction. You're going to be a coach. 
Yeah, so I'm adding that to my repertoire. Um, nice. I'm not. I'm not going to, uh, you know, hang my hat on it completely. Mm-hmm. I have some other goals for myself. So one thing that's been on my heart, and it's been in that journal with uh, my bucket list and all the other things, is I would love to write a book. You know, and yes. so I'm working on kind of formulating that right now. And um, I mean, but everything at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what it is. If if it's the podcast, if it's coaching, um, you know, I also you know, I'm dabbling in, you know, greeting cards and, and but yes. at the end of the day, all of it is to basically compliment somebody else, have yes. them, you know, feel loved and, and heard and let them know that they're not alone in this big world. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just, just to really help others. Like that's my mission. That's my passion. That's what makes me, you know, feel, feel good. I think it's really going to work out in terms of you becoming a coach, particularly, you know, if we just take a look at how, you know, building a, a podcast and building this community, it's not easy, right? It, you're always riddled with doubt, but it's so inspiring the way that you've um, been able to manifest these opportunities for yourself out of nowhere. So talk to us about your like boss ass skills with manifesting because you've really honed those skills in. Mm. Well, it's funny because you know, my mom and I have this thing where um, we believe that anytime we see a penny, it's a penny from heaven. And mm-hmm. um, so we we called my mom's parents G Mama and G Daddy. And I didn't know my mm-hmm. G Mama for very long because she passed when I was three. You know, so I had more mm-hmm. of a relationship with my G Daddy. But my mom would always say, "Aaron, wow, like you have this power to like draw these pennies to you because you know, for her being that they're her parents." you know, she wants to find those signs, right? Because it, it means they're with her. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're together, I'm like, mom, we're going to find one, you know? And then two seconds later, it's like she opens her car door, you know, whatever the case may be, um, there's a penny. And so, you know, we, I, you know, we have such a close relationship, you know, she's one of my best friends and we've done a lot of mindset work together and it kind of started with Oprah. So years ago, oh, Oprah, Oprah was... Love Oprah, right? Um, So my mom and I, you know, used to watch Oprah together. And Mm -hmm. at the time, Oprah was first introducing a vision board, you know. Okay. Um, And and so I remember distinctly being at my aunt's house for Thanksgiving. And my aunt has like every magazine under the sun. And so I made my first vision board. And I I wish I had kept it. um, But almost everything on that vision board came true. It, it was insane. And, and so what was you know, on it. I'm curious. Oh my gosh. So at that point in time, I, I was living in Temecula. Um, and I really, I had some, some physical like goals I wanted to attain with my body. Right. And, and I did, I was, I was in the best shape of my life at that point in time. Um, and also was getting, getting a new job and which I did and, mm-hmm. uh, also moving and, and living by the beach. And so right. all these oh things, God. it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And I think that's where my first kind of like glance at, oh, this really does work. And then we, uh, you know, discovered the secret, the book, the secret, and we both mm-hmm. read that and, um, and then, you know, as time had 
kind of gone on, I just kind of kept up with those things. I kept up with journaling. My mom and I are big on gratitude as well. So I have a gratitude practice. So every single morning when I get up, I make my cup of coffee and I write five things I'm grateful for. And it doesn't like, I don't overthink it. And I think a lot of times that's what people do is they think they have to write this like grandiose thing. And, and, but, but what I learned is by having a gratitude practice, it makes you so much more aware in, in of your surroundings and things yes. that happen to you in a day because you're like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I'm looking for the good, you know, and if, and if there is no good in the day, then I'm going to bring the good to somebody else. And then I'm going to be grateful that I have the ability to do that, you know, whatever it is. And, exactly. and so I've, I've kept those things up. And, um, I think that was the mission behind my podcast too. You know, that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of what spurred it all on is mm-hmm. looking around the table at, at happy hour with all my girlfriends. And I'm like, man, you know, what is going on here? Like, we're all like pretty attractive women. We're all smart and fun. And, you know, everybody has a good job and, you know, is, is really like making their mark in the world but like we all have this common denominator and it's like we're all single and why you know why is that yeah and and so for me going through this journey you know I was trying to like find the book that had the secret sauce I was like you know who knows how to make this happen is it Patty Stinger you know who who is it and is you know is it Bumble is it Hinge (laughs) who's got the answer you know tender like Right. You know, and, and all the while, as I'm looking outside of myself, all the while, the, the answer was right here. You know what I mean? And, Mm -hmm. and it was, it was one keeping that belief that, you know, he does exist and that I'm worthy of it. And then two, it's like, wait, like draw, attracting it, right. Versus chasing it. And I think that Mm -hmm. was a massive game changer. It was a massive game changer. I love that. And I think like this shift in your whole journey is evident in your podcast, because if you go ahead and search, you're such a catch podcast and listen from the beginning, you can really, you can feel the energy shift like throughout the seasons Mm. and you can just watch Erin just blossom into someone completely different and transform into her true self. I think you're exactly right. Like you, even though we didn't rehearse that either, like you, the frame up of that is exactly, you know, kind of what went down. So season one was really like telling my story, letting the world know, like I'm divorced and it's okay. And, mm-hmm. um, and divorce doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. You know, I, I really kind of took on like, Oh, I'm the black sheep of my family. I'm the only one who's divorced. And then, you know, being so fearful of making the same mistakes again. And so there was like this period of, of growth that was happening in my life life. And, and then there was, you know, kind of the experimentation of, okay, you know, I'm a pretty outgoing person. I'm an extrovert. Like, you know, what are the things that might help somebody else who's single? So it was, you know, doing all these different things, trying all these different apps, you know, being somebody who was like, I'm fine. I'll go on the date with the mask and, you know, in the stranger in downtown LA (laughs) during a pandemic when like everybody's saying, don't do that. Um, and I'm like, I volunteer as tribute. So, you know, I was doing that. And then, you know, as I was recognizing that 
you know, ooh, maybe the answers to all these, you know, things aren't outside of myself. Then I started to kind of do the mind work and, um, and I wanted to share that kind of in real time. And so Mm -hmm. as I was connecting with people who I thought might add value or, you know, my listeners might connect with, I was inviting them on to be guests. I mean, that's essentially how you and I, you know, connected through, you know, through cash as a mutual friend. Like you brought this whole other dynamic that I wasn't familiar with. I mean, our episode together is called Astral. 101 because like yeah. I knew I was a Virgo but I didn't know much else <laughs> and you were there to kind of educate and say like you know these are your characteristics and you know um this is kind of how astrology works and the birth chart and I mean there's so much truth and value to all of that and if and if you have an understanding then you can utilize that to you know help in your journey but then you know as we moved on into season two, I think I kind of found my footing and I I found that I enjoyed sharing my voice and I enjoyed sitting behind Mm -hmm. a microphone and not needing a guest to share value and to share perspective. And I also, you know, just realized like people do care what I have to say. (laughs) I was like, okay, you know, and, and then I started to kind of build this community. So, and then people watched my journey. And I think now, you know, I want to turn the tables from my life and I want, I want to provide value in and you know basically pay it forward and for Mm. the single people out there like this is the year for them to claim it like we have the tools in our bucket now like it's time to claim it so if you want that prince charming like we're gonna go out there and we're gonna find him and if you're in a relationship like i want to normalize the difficult conversations so let's talk about you know what that looks like um you know or if like the spark is gone like let's let's put in the effort like the grass is not always greener. I mean, sometimes, you know, sometimes it is, but the grass isn't always greener, but relationships take work and, you know, really turning the spotlight on things that will help the masses. Um, And then the last aspect, just because I love talking to, you know, boss babes and I love talking about mindset and manifestation is just continuing that dialogue because I think we have the groundwork. We, you know, know what needs to be done, but it's always nice to have a reminder. It's always nice to have a different perspective and you just never know when an episode is just going to hit and change the trajectory of your life. You just, you just don't. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And it's so true. Like as your shows have gone on, I'm just like, wow, this is juicy because I normally listen to it in the gym. So I'm like, wow, riding my bike. I was like, oh, I didn't really think about it this way. So, I think my listeners would definitely love that. So, so that they can make sure that they find you and they can subscribe. Where can they find you on the socials? I think I said they can already find you on Apple Podcasts. um, But on the social media, how can they find you? What are your um, handles and tags and all that jazz? Yeah, so I am just at your such a catch uh, on all social media platforms, including the TikTok. I am really trying, okay? <laughs> really trying. Um, don't judge me. I feel like a three-year-old would do a better job. But anyways, I'm there. Um, yeah, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, all the things at your such a catch. And then obviously check out my website, uh, your such a catch.com. And if anybody wants to be featured as catch of the week, so I do a little catch of the the week for Ooh. the single folks out there <laughs> yeah so um you can apply on my website and get a little feature and maybe we'll spark a little love connection 
<laughs> Ooh, I would jump on that opportunity, guys. Like she <laughs> is the fairy godmother of love. So go oh. for it. I, oh my God, as usual, it's been such a pleasure and like you just give off so much good vibes. So I've loved having you here. I hope you've had a good time. Oh my gosh, absolutely. Any time with you is a gift in and of itself. <laughs> oh, look at us. <laughs> and that is all we have time for for today, guys. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and Facebook stories. I am at the Healing Rose Holistics. Feel free to send me a DM. Love you. Let me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you want to see more of. Have a good one.